Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, if you're willing to bet, every one of us in here has interacted with at least one of those things today. Um, there can be a lot of good that comes from things like that, right? We can stay connected with people we wouldn't have otherwise known. We could see what the news that's going on. We can see things that are happening in the community, something that's going on in somebody's life that we wouldn't have otherwise known about. Um, but it can also it can be a lot of bad that comes from that, right? It kind of just our day can get sucked away by that. I remember I, uh, I went to give a talk at Vanderbilt a couple months ago, and before the talk, the kid, the, the kid showed, they had made a TikTok video thing. Um, I didn't know what that was, and so they explained it to me, and then I watched it. It was cool, so I went, went that, back home that night. I downloaded the app, and so let me see what this is all about. You don't even have to make an account. They just start showing you videos, and then the next thing I knew, 30 minutes had passed, and then I said, all right, this has to go. Um, so you can see all kinds of things on all these different social media platforms. There's all kinds of videos. Um, and I'm thinking of one particular kind of video. That's, it's, it's a good guarantee that you either, you're going to cry or at least get a little tear or the, the knot is going to come up. Um, and that's those videos when you have a parent who, or a mom or dad who's in the military and they come back to surprise their kid um, after months or years or whatever it is. And, um, and a lot of times they'll have, they'll have fun with it, right? They'll dress up as the mascot of the school or they'll kind of be in some skit and then they'll kind of go through it and everyone's watching um, and then they'll take the mask off, right? Or they'll, do, they'll walk into the, the classroom and the kid will turn around and they'll see. And as soon as it clicks into their brain, like who that person is, whatever they were doing, no matter what it was, doesn't matter anymore. They drop whatever they were doing and they take off as fast as they can to see their mom and their dad. Nothing else matters except running to see that. And I think that moment right there, the joy, the excitement, the emotion of that moment, that's Advent in a nutshell. That's what the church envisions engendering within us every Advent. Right? The, 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 that, that moment, that joyful expectation, that waiting... That's what Advent's all about. Right now, the whole world is looking forward to something. The whole world is looking forward to Christmas, right? Both in a, in a, in, in a, commercial, in a commercial, secular way, in a church kind of more ecclesial way. The whole world is waiting for it, right? And there's a lot of good things to look forward to. It's good to enjoy the food and the friends and the family, the Christmas parties, the Christmas music, the lights, the gifts, the decorations. There's a whole lot of joy in that. And the church shares in kind of that joyful expectation, that waiting for Jesus. That's what, that's what the church envisions us waiting for. The coming of a person. Right? Advent is about Jesus coming. And the first glimpse of Jesus coming should elicit in us that same exact response that the kid has when he sees his mom or dad for the first time. See Jesus and nothing else matters. I drop whatever I'm doing, and I run towards him. Not out of fear, not out of shame, but out of pure joy and pure excitement at seeing the one who I love and the one who loves me more than anything, and seeing that he's coming builds this joyful excitement in us. And we run. A lot of the texts of the church for the masses and Advent, the liturgies, all have this, this beautiful and almost emotional idea of this longing for Jesus. The opening prayer for the, for the Mass today talked about giving us the resolve 
to run forth to meet your Christ. That as soon as we see him, as soon as we see him coming, we drop everything and we run to him. Because he's here. The one that we've been longing for is here. And it's not just us running to him. It's also the recognition of the fact that he's running to us. That's the incredible thing about the the mystery of Christmas that we're preparing for. Something that's unique among every other religion is that we're not just running to God. God comes running down to us into each one of our situations. And seeing the love and the joy of God running to us inspires us with that very same response. Where nothing else matters, I drop whatever it is, and I run to him. That love elicits that response, that joyful expectation, that waiting, that emotion. That's what the church, that's what Advent's all about. That joyful running to Jesus. To experience this union of God and man, not in this abstract kind of sense, but God coming into each one of our own lives and uniting himself to us in a way that never changes. That thought should elicit some some joy. But why do we have to wait four weeks for that to happen? Why does the church put all this joy, this joyful expectation on our minds now and say, all right, we're going to celebrate this four weeks from now? Do we really need four weeks to prepare for that? Because yes, Christ has come. He has united himself to each one of us. But part of the the other experience of Advent is the four weeks of preparation for the coming of Christ that hasn't happened yet. The second coming of Jesus that's coming. And something that all three of our readings today pulled out very clearly. The first reading from Isaiah, envisioning kind of this, this triumphant, all the nations coming to worship the Lord on the mountain of God. This kind of final triumph of the kingdom of God over the whole world. St. Paul says, um, we can be sure that you know, our salvation is closer now than it was when we first believed. We're closer to that day, this Advent, than we were last Advent. We know that for sure. And so because of that, we drop all the deeds of darkness. We drop all those things that we struggle with, that list of sins that Paul rattled off. We drop that. We put on the armor of light so that we can go. And Jesus talks about not knowing when that day is coming, so we have to stay awake, we have to be prepared, we have to be ready for the coming of that day. And this talk about judgment and the second coming and all these these kinds of things, they don't typically elicit a joyful response, right? Usually something kind of fearful, we think about a judgment, right? You know, this fear and trembling, fire and brimstone, anger, judgment, that kind of stuff. It's not usually something we think about in terms of joy and happiness, right? But Advent comes to show us that judgment doesn't have to be something negative. Judgment can be a good thing. An A on a test is a judgment, just as much as an F is, or the C that maybe we're trying to squeak by with this semester. Hearing, well done, good and faithful servant, is a judgment. The judgment that the church is preparing us for is a judgment That should elicit joy because we see the one who's coming, we know the one who's coming, and we know him. And so the church advent gives us this more of an optimistic tone to motivate us, not out of fear, not out of, you know, this kind of negativity, but out of joy. I know the one who's coming, and so out of joy, I prepare myself to receive him. I drop all these other things, and I run to him. 
if you if you think about you know and again in the holiday season, um, it's typical we'll have Christmas parties, right? Well, we'll see family and friends that we may not have seen for a while. We don't just kind of have them over without first getting things ready. You don't have a party without preparing for the party. You got to clean the house, get the decorations, make the food, get the music, kind of set the whole atmosphere. And you're not doing all that preparation out of fear. You're not scared of you know what your friends are going to say. You're doing that out of joy and the joy that you're going to experience by being together. That joy motivates our preparation. That's the exact kind of idea that should motivate our preparation for Advent, to prepare ourselves to best receive the coming of the Lord, recognizing that he's running to us. And so asking ourselves the question right now, December 1st, 2019, what things in my life do I need to drop? What are the deeds of darkness that I have to cast off to use St. Paul's language? What do I have to let go of? What weights do I have to drop so that I can run as fast as I can to meet the one who's running as fast as he can to me? That's the question of Advent. And not motivated by fear, but motivated by that joy because the Lord doesn't want us to miss it. The Lord doesn't want us to miss this gift. Advent, perhaps more than any other season, is a season that tends to be gone in the blink of an eye because we're in finals right now finals go we go on break we're doing our christmas shopping we're doing all the things ready before we know it we're going to blink it's going to be december 24th and advent is going to have gone and the lord doesn't want us to miss this opportunity that he's given to us every single year these seasons where we prepare ourselves to receive him with joy jesus talked about the people of moses's time and how they, they didn't see it. And putting myself there, you can Moses, it took Moses years to build the ark. It wasn't just kind of this overnight thing. And so you can think, how could these people miss that? How could they see? They knew Moses was a man of God. They saw him building the ark for years, and yet they missed it somehow. Jesus said they didn't know the flood was coming until the day of. All the signs were there. They just didn't see it. You know, we can think, how could they miss that? And I think just in our own lives, in the busyness of Advent, before we know it, December 24th comes here, and we a lot of times can say the same thing about ourselves. How could we not see it? How could we miss that? We know the answers to the, to the, the, the struggles, right? We know what we have to do. It's stuff that me and Father Mitch have been, we, we all know the answers, to cast off these deeds of darkness, to invite the Lord into the day-to-day -day situations, the experiences of our life, and allow him to speak to us in that. Because Jesus doesn't want us to miss the gift that he so badly wants to give us. So, let this season be a real opportunity of not missing it. See what the Lord is working in your life today, and in these days and weeks, see the Lord running to you and then run as fast as you can to receive the one who's running to you.